What's up, world? It's me, Pastor Free <laughs> Bars, and it's another Free Indeed Friday podcast. Good morning, y'all. This the re up. Let's go. <laughs> Church all your life. Yeah, boy. I'm a church boy. Check it, family. This is the day the Lord has made, and we should rejoice and be glad in it. Somebody ought to say, Thank God it's Friday. Or whatever day you catching this, maybe if you don't catch it on Friday, thank God it's Thursday. Or thank God it's Wednesday. Regardless of what day it is, you ought to be thankful unto the Lord for another day. There are so many people, family, who had plans for today and didn't wake up to see this day. So give God a praise wherever you are. Check this out. I'm going to help you smile real quick. You know free funny, right? Yeah, yeah, you know Free Funny. So this one is called The Coin Toss. By the time Bobby arrived, the football game had already started. Why are you so late, his friends asked. Well, I couldn't decide between going to church and coming to the football game. So I tossed the coin, said Bobby. But that shouldn't have taken too long, said the friends. Well, I had to toss it 35 times. If you ain't laugh at that, it's just because you a hater. This is one of my favorites. I'm going to try another one today. It's called I Don't Want to Go to Church. So a mother went in to wake her son up for church one Sunday morning. And when she knocked on his door, he said, I'm not going. Why not? Asked his mother. I give you two good reasons, he said. One, because they don't like me. And two, because I don't like them. His mother replied, well, I'll give you two reasons why you will go to church today. One, because you're 47 years old, and two, because you're the pastor. (laughs) Oh, if it's not funny to you, it's just because you're not a pastor. Man, I'm just trying to get you through this traffic, get you started on another Friday with this Free Indeed Friday podcast. So check it out. Uh, on Free Indeed Fridays, I usually play some of this free time music, music from my catalog that spans over 30 years of music writing and production. Today, I'm going to spin one of my favorite joints from the hip opera, Do G's Get to Go to Heaven? If you haven't seen the hip opera, you need to see it. Again, you can always purchase Free Indeed Ministries products on www.freetheletterindeedministries.com. Anyway, you can also get the soundtrack on all digital music platforms. The hip opera chronicles the life of Dismas, who is the thief that dies or is crucified next to Jesus Christ on the cross. This song is a climax in the action from the hip opera. It features Nia Shepard, D. Russ, and TikTok. This is Ayo! Christ died for that. Go! Let's see. How does Friday begin? Three very different gentlemen with seemingly the same end. 
all on the cross for their connection to sin. One dying in sin, the other dying to sin. And then the middleman who was dying for sin, he could have came down because he's not just a man. Yet the blood that he shed was a part of the plan. God's love on display for reconciliation. He couldn't wait to start drawing men. A thug was knocking on the door, and Jesus let him in. Bars. Hey yo, Christ died, Christ died, for, Christ died. That. He died for that. Hung high, stretch wide. Wide. That's no lie. He paid the price. So sinners get paradise. Hey yo, hey yo, Christ died for that. Died for that. Hope that in Mariah Carey on a high note Maybe he only hears my heart like a stethoscope Locked up last night, uh, laying next to hope Still nailed to the cross with this thing grow Kill that noise, bruh, we had a good run Hitting licks, smashing chicks, and a whole lot of fun you played yourself, thinking dude was Messiah. <laughs> Here we come now, looking weak and tired. They worked him over. He don't even look like himself. If he can't save himself, sure can't save nobody else. <laughs> hey yo, hey yo, Christ died. Heavenly Father, I'm asking you to forgive. They don't know what they're doing. Please just let them live. My, my sweet stars up above. This holy man hanging out with some thugs. Go on head, man, and show us all love. Get up off the cross and don't forget about us. Look on me, you tripping hard. You talking crazy. Why don't you feel God? I'm going out like a cheat. Man, that was a yo! Christ died for that. Off the Do G's Get to Go to Heaven soundtrack. Like I said, you can cop that on all digital music outlets. You can also get all Free Indeed Ministries products on free the letter ndministries.com. It's time for a word from the Lord, if you will. And I'm about to drop back into the sermon series that I preached at the Abundant Life Church called Priorities. The premise of the whole series is that if we can align ourselves properly with the will and plan of God for our lives, he will bless us abundantly. But sadly, too often, we place too many things in front of God, and it's time for us to reimagine, realign and make God the ultimate priority. Part three of that sermon series is called Wait Till I Get My Money Right. And I'm about to go into the sanctuary of the Abundant Life Church right now so that you can hear the word. Listen, you can also follow the Abundant Life Church on Facebook uh, or YouTube, our YouTube channel, and you can be a part of that weekly worship experience at ALC. I promise you, it's not a worship experience anywhere else in the country. 
ministry like worship at the Abundant Life Church. Anyway, priorities, we part three. We started a Let's sermon go. series a couple of weeks ago called Priorities. Let me hear you say it, Priorities. If you're on the stream, help me type it in the comment section, Priorities. We are trying to align our lives in such a way that we prioritize properly so that we can receive the blessings of God. This is based on the premise that a lot of us are missing out on God's will and favor for our lives simply because your priorities are out of whack. You're putting things in first place that don't deserve to be in first place. Y'all hear me talking? So in part one, we talked about faith, family, football. Last week, we looked at uh, Mark chapter 8. We talked about decisions, decisions. Well, literally, we are given this idea that if you're going to be a disciple of Christ, you must take up your cross, deny yourself, and follow him. It's not going to be comfortable. It's not going to be convenient. So you've got a choice, a decision that you must make. It's not the type of preaching that makes people shout, but it is the type of preaching that makes us better. It helps us to grow up in God. And so today, uh, we turn to Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3 It's a passage of scripture that uh, we have looked at before, uh, but we're going to come back to it in this series and look at it with fresh eyes. Proverbs chapter 3. Let's recite our pre-word mantra as you're standing. This is my Bible, the infallible word of God. I am what it says I am. I can have what it says I can. The promises of God are sure in my life. Amen. Proverbs chapter 3. I'm going to just read two verses there. Proverbs chapter 3, starting at verse 9. The New Revised Standard Version says, Honor the Lord with your substance and with the first fruit. Let me hear you say first fruits. Of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty. And your vats will be bursting with wine. It's short enough for us to read it all together. We're going to read the NIV off the screen. Put your Bible down. Honor the Lord with your substance and with the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty. And your vats will be bursting with wine. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Be seated. This is priorities part three. I want to talk from the thought, wait till I get my money right. Wait till I get my money right. I am an avid fan of old Kanye. Old Kanye was a beast. Listen, the dude was a genius. Look, Myra, you are so special. Right there on, right there on the money. He has a song called Can't Tell Me Nothing. Seven of you are secular enough to sing it right now. La, 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 la. Hey. <laughs> Lord, I love my church. Listen, in the song, he said, I had a dream. I could buy my way to heaven. When I awoke, I spent that on a necklace. I told God I'd be back in a second. Man, it's so hard not to act reckless. To whom much is given, much is tested. Get arrested, guess until he get the message. I feel the pressure under more scrutiny. And what I do 
act more stupidly, bought more jewelry, more Louis V. My mama couldn't get through to me. The drama, people suing me. I'm on TV talking like it's just you and me. I'm just saying how I feel. I ain't one of the Cosbys. I ain't go to Hill, man. I guess the money should have changed him. I guess I should have forgot where I came from. Wait till I get... This principle, the premise of the song is that um, when you accomplish a certain level of wealth, I can do whatever I want to do. It's all about then the pursuit of wealth so that I can have the cheese, the cheddar, the status to live how I want to live, act how I want to act, be who I want to be. That's the dream that America sells you which causes us all to be on a paper chase. Money over everything. It's going to get quiet here. Because many people live and labor with this pursuit in mind. It's all about stuff. It's all about shine. It's all about bling. It's all about what you're riding and what you're wearing. One of the surefire ways to challenge someone's priorities is to start discussing money. This one's going to be rough today, but it's going to be quick. It's going to be quick today. It's going to be rough and quick. Here it is. Some would be quick to disagree. You ain't talking to me. You talking to them. Because money ain't everything for me. And if that's true, then maybe this sermon is not for you. Bars. But most people struggle not making money their priority. One of the things I love about pastoring ALC is I pastor some dope people. Fly, fly people. I, I look at y'all and y'all be shining. Looking good, smelling good, stepping good. I, I, I like it, I like it, I like it, I like it. But, but, but sadly, and the reason for the message today is I've seen money matters tear families apart. I, I, I've seen people work jobs they hate and compromise who they are because of money. I've seen women sell their bodies and their dignity behind money. I've seen people take innocent lives behind money. I've seen people steal from churches. Because money is a powerful thing. OJ's made it plain. For the love of money, people will steal from their mother. For the love of money, people will rob their own brother. For the love of money, people can't even walk the street because they never know who in the world they're going to be. For that lean, mean, mean, green, almighty dollar. For the love of money, people will lie. Lord, they will cheat. See, y'all, those who didn't know the Kanye, you, you just saw who was ratchet in another generation. <laughs> For the love of <laughs> people don't care who, because that's how it is in the church these young people are crazy when you was young you was crazy look at how they dress when people want to see your stuff you dress like that everybody alright everybody alright we, we got to bridge that generational gap Amen. They call them a thought now, but they used to call them something else when it was you. 
I forgot it was you, Sunday. They're not in your church. Here it is. So we come to this passage of scripture that deals with how we prioritize when it comes to stuff, money, substance. This the sermon you wish you would have stayed at home. Because I don't really want you meddling with my priorities when it comes to that. It's my money. I worked for it. I earned it. I should be able to spend it. However, and then there's some other people that are just, this your first time coming to ALC and you came because you heard we was different. And so the fact that you came and your first Sunday to preach up there talking about money, that bothers you too. I'm sorry. It'll be like this always. <laughs> but it's in the Bible. The Bible says, Proverbs chapter 3, same chapter that says, trust in the Lord. With all thine heart and do not lean to your own understanding in all thy ways. Acknowledge him. And we'll quote that and we'll celebrate it. But he says, all thy ways. And it's not by coincidence that a couple of verses later he says, now honor the Lord with the first fruits of all your substance. And your barns will be filled with plenty. And your vats will be burst with wine. Now, if I were to take a poll and ask, who want a full barn? Who want bursting vats? Who want more money than you could spend? Who want a ball out of control? Who, who want to not have to worry about money? Just, if I was in the world, I'd say it ain't tricking if you got it. Bookers, that dog. <laughs> Listen, a whole lot of us would uh, uh, admit, I want to be blessed. I want to have wealth. I want to have an abundance. And the word of God says you'll never have it unless you learn how to prioritize. And so somebody's saying, wait till I get my money right. And your money is saying, I'm waiting till you get right. Because when you get right, I'll come to you. When you get right, God will supply your every need. Very simple passage. It's so straightforward. You don't need an interpreter, but you got one. Since I got up, got dressed, brushed my teeth, washed my everything. Because you do know some folks just wash their face and they be like, clean up top. I wash my everything. I'm almost done three, preaching. Three principles here. First of all, true adoration for God has to have proof. It, wasn't, it was a setup for us to get up here and we sing, I love you, Lord, today. Everybody's saying, oh, that's my song. You, that, was, that was praise and worship in the 80s. All this stuff that y'all be singing now. What's the, what's, the, what's the chords for the new contemporary praise and worship? Come on, it's always a certain number. One, four, five. Is one, four, five in I love you, Lord, today, too? No. See, praise and worship was different. I don't even play, and I knew that. But we would sing songs like that, speaking our adoration to God. When the truth of the matter is, the proverb tells us that if you really adore God, if you really honor him, there ought to be proof in your life that you love him. You can't just love God with your lips. That's called lip service. 
And God is saying, listen, if you ever want your money to get right, if you ever want the blessings of God to overflow and overtake you, you've got to prioritize me in a way where you honor me with something that is physical. That word in the Hebrew is kabod. Kabod means to be heavy. In a bad sense, it means something that's a burden, but it also means to make weighty. It says that if you want to make God heavy in your life, if God really has weight in your life, if he really matters, that's what honor means. Because a whole lot of times we act like God matters to us when he's really just like a genie in a bottle. I'm going to go to just enough church that if I ever get into something, I can rub on him and hope that God shows up in my life. But that's not honoring God. Y'all quiet already. Here it is. We live in a society that influences us by dark and demonic forces. Uh, There's this subtle agenda to cause people to dishonor God. In our lives, instead of honoring him and making him weighty, making him matter, the world subtly causes us to dishonor our God. They don't know him like we know him. And so there are subtle attempts. Don't nobody get mad, all right? I'm just finna call out the road. You can't hardly go and buy clothes for little boys without skeletons on them. That's a subtle attempt to make us dishonor God. It's all about death and dying and darkness when God is life and light. But if he can get the people who are supposed to be light and life wearing skeletons. Well, we don't wear no skeletons. Well, the spaghetti scraps. How did I say? It didn't come out right. Spaghetti, spaghetti. My my mama say he up there talking like the Lord. I taught him. (laughs) The saints be naked in public. Naked. We talked about this last week. You choose cute over Christ. Naked. Naked. I mean naked, like with clothes on, but naked. Because I got a body. Everybody got a body. Some of us look more like marshmallow. SpongeBob, but it's still a body. God didn't call you to dishonor him by being naked. Scales, what? Close your eyes, Reverend. Here it is. The truth of the matter is there are subtle ways that the world encourages us to dishonor God. Businesses are now opened on Sunday. Let me tell you why your big mama believed in going to church on Sunday. Because there wasn't nothing else to do. God was the only thing. And what the world has done is now given you options. So much so that even if you are a Christian, you want to let your little baby get out there and play little league. Now they're going to put tournaments on Sunday. Y'all quiet. Just ways, subtle ways that the world prompts and encourages us to dishonor God. And so now I spend my Sundays at the football field instead of at the church. Political agendas against God's word. Where you got to align yourself, we believe, with a political party. And the political party is going to have some stuff that the Bible says is wrong. 
I can't stand y'all sometimes. When, when you know it's a hard word, say amen and help a brother out. There's got to be some proof, Deacon Brown. At the end of the day, God says, if you love me, you ought to honor me. But we live in a society that encourages us to dishonor God. There are people in power that require sin for success. I'll promote you. I'll bless you. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a platform. But, but you got to be down with what I'm down with. Talking about subtly pushing an agenda to dishonor God, when the proverb says, no, you are commanded to honor him. It's not a suggestion. It's not an option. It's not something you should consider. If you are God's people, then you ought to honor him. That's what God sent me to tell you today, that you need to look at your life and be sure that your life honors him. If the people at your job don't even know you're a Christian, then your life is probably not honoring him. I could, I could drop the mic and walk away. But that's not the whole text. The text says the way we ought to honor him, here it is, is with your substance. Now hold on. I done came and I done sung my little song. My baby's on the dance team, he's twirling around ministering in the spirit. I came and I, oh, you, you want me? Nah, this is my move right here. They don't ever, he said, don't ever want to put me on. He afraid that my, um. Uh. <laughs> what day? But see, y'all got to find me like some purple face paint. Then I'll be ready. I'll be ready for it. We come and we do these various things as acts of worship. And the proverb said, you do all of that shouting and, this is what scale say, shouting and spitting and hollering. Man, y'all beat scales up after church. He think that's all I be up here doing. He say, hey, real, don't be up there spitting and shouting and hollering too long today. What? I change lives. And the devil will send an old Ninevite like you to try to get in the way. So, so here it is. Honor the Lord, not with your song, not with your shout, not with your dance, but with your give God something. Make a sacrifice. Your love for God will show up in your stuff. The text suggests that the only way to honor him is to prioritize him, even when it comes to our substance. That word there a substance is hone in the Hebrew. Hone means my riches, my wealth. Because there are some people who read the Bible and quickly want to make it about something else. No, the word means your money. Honor the Lord with your money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm almost done today. I told you it was going to hurt, but it wasn't going to hurt long. Sadly, most of us see God as a means to get stuff. Yet we really consider, we rarely consider him in what we give of our stuff. I've even heard, you know, people, well, well if I give to Salvation Army, don't that count? Yeah, it counts with Salvation Army. <laughs> but that's not how you honor the Lord. Mm -hmm. he, and then he says, make sure it's your stuff. 
Man, listen, when I was a child, I went to church every day, every day. And uh, my mother taught me how to give. We, we usually were up close to the front of the church, and when it came offering time, we walk around. Now, when I was a little child, my mama would give me money, put it in church. She taught me how to give. The problem is some people had that same lesson and never learned that at some point the money you give ought to be your money. Y'all missing something tonight. Here it is. That at some point, the sacrifice needs to come from me. If you don't never give God a big offering until some unexpected money come to you, like an income tax return or God, God wants the stuff that you live off of every month. Honor me with that. Don't, don't give me your surplus. Give me what you're surviving on. I hope I'm, I'm I, Listen, because that's the way you honor me. With your stuff. Because at the end of the day, watch this. Here's the twist, Mark. It ain't your stuff. God really says, do you love me enough to just give me back a little bit of what I have given to you? Because you wouldn't have had it without me anyway. And I just wonder, can I pause for the cause? Or, or is there 17 people in the room that would declare the reason I honor him with my stuff is I realize I wouldn't have no stuff without him. The truck I drive, he gave me. The house I live in, he financed it for me. The clothes on my back is all because of God. Somebody ought to look at your neighbor tell them through your mask it's all God it's, it's all God it, it's all God everything I have he gave me everything I know he taught me where I am he brought me it's all God honor honor me honor the Lord with your substance I say it all the time I'll say it again stop coming in here lying talking about hallelujah if you never Give no do you, Louie. The Bible is clear that where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. That's the purpose of anniversaries. I know when we got married. I remember when we first met. But you're supposed to give me something to show me how valuable I am to you. Because where your treasure is, that's where your heart. Can I pause parenthetically and mess up somebody's relationship? Just because he got shoes at your house don't mean that his heart is at your house. Just because he lay down at your house don't mean that's where his heart is. Just because he leave his Xbox at your house, that, that don't mean that his heart is at your house. Just because he come by and have Captain Crunch and Frosted Flakes and you make good fried chicken, that don't mean that's where his heart is. Because if his heart ever get to your house, his Money will soon show up. Honor the Lord with your substance. 
when you know God gave it to you, God doesn't have to twist your arm to get it back. A couple of months ago, my mother and I were having a conversation. I was going to talk about my mom because I didn't expect her to be here today. And I ain't scared of my mama through the camera at all. We had a conversation and we were talking business. Ain't nothing more uncomfortable than talking business with family. We were talking business and she literally continued to ask me, well, how much would you charge? How much would you charge? And I got mad after. I got indignant. Because there's no way that I could put a price tag on my mother. I mean, she birthed me, she fed me, she protected me, she clothed me, she transported me, she housed me. I am forever in her debt. And God is the same way. God shouldn't have to bargain and reason and plead and beg for you to give him anything because you owe him every. I'm looking for just seven people besides me that say, God, what can I give you? What can I render? That's why I worship so hard. That's why I preach so hard. Because if I gave God all my money, I would still be indebted to him. True adoration for God has proof. Honor the Lord with your substance. But then true adoration for God has to be priority. Somebody say, I give God a little change. When I got it, I break him off. You know what I'm saying? You're right. He deserves it. <laughs> and so I, I, I give. I'm a giver. This ain't in my notes. But if you give... And you always talking about what you give. You should go and keep it. Because in Matthew chapter 6, Jesus says, when you do it that way, you've already received your reward. If you got to brag about what you gave, keep it. Because I don't want you to forfeit your reward. But he says, don't just give them your substance. This is where the priority meets the road. Make sure it's the First fruits of all your produce. Honoring God should be a priority in all of our lives. We're not only to give him honor with our stuff, but it's got to be our first fruits. Off top. This means we give God our gift before we give anything else to anything else. Man, it's about to get real rough. You need to give God an offering before you get your weave put in. You, you, you ought to pay your tithes before you go to Quickie Nail. No, I think I'll walk heavy. You, you, you need to give God an offering before you go sit down at Papa Do's. Give God an offering before you pay your car note. God, if I don't pay my car note, what? 
who do you think gave you the car? Now, let's be honest. We know what your credit score is. Anybody in the room real enough to declare I'm only driving because I got Jesus because my credit score was too jacked up, but Jesus made a way. And if the car is his, I ought to pay him. Lesson he repossessed that bad boy. <laughs> Your first fruit. Pastor Free, I don't think that's what that means. Since when first don't mean first. Let me mess you up. If you really want to honor God, you ought to budget around your tithes and offerings. I make this amount of money. This is a tithe off of this amount. And so with what's left, what house can I afford? And here it is. Once you start budgeting around your tithe, God is obligated because of who God is. The first group. And I say tithe because tithe is, is not an option. It's commanded. If you ain't a tither, you are an active sinner. You have been commanded to tithe. And somebody said, well, tithing is an Old Testament principle, not a New Testament. It's not a coincidence that right before he talks about tithing, he says, I am the Lord. I change not. Bring ye all the tithe. And if he says, I'm the Lord, I won't change, then he says, what I'm saying right now is what I'll be saying then. So tithe is the money we owe. But then an offering is the seeds we sow. Y'all quiet in a mug in here because I'm talking about your money. See, 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 look at you, man. But I want us to be blessed. I'm sick of seeing us struggle because we don't know how to prioritize as it pertains to our money. You want more. I'm trying to tell you how to get more. Your first fruit. If you can do it this way, set it up to where it drafts automatically so that you ain't tempted by it. And when your heart is really about honoring God, you stop asking questions like, well, pastor, do I tithe off my gross or my net? If they had a frequently asked questions thing for pastors, that would be number one. Am I supposed to tithe? Well, do you want a gross blessing or a net blessing? Charge is yearn. Your first fruit. Tithe off of it. Don't let the devil get a chance to see all of what you make. So when he go trying to take it, he only taking what he can see. The rest of it is hidden in God's hand. Brian Greg, this is the part that messed me up. I've been, I've been tithing about 30 years. And it's amazing to me how God can do more with 90% of my income than I can do with 100% of it. I don't know how, how, that, how that even happened. 
And then it all depends on perspective. Because I could say God can do more with 10%. Because that's what I put in his hand. Than I can do with a, oh. I knew it was going to be quiet. I didn't know it was going to be this quiet. Y'all mad? You mad? Who get mad when I'm trying to get you some money in your pocket? Because that's what we're talking about. We're talking about giving money and getting money. I ain't no prosperity preacher, but I'm a Bible preacher. And the Bible says, honor the Lord with the first fruit of your substance. And all. I almost felt that all. It felt good for a second. Then you start thinking about what all means. All mean all. People be talking about, well, should I be tithing off my child support? Is that all your produce? I didn't have Ninevites crazy enough to come ask me. I hit the lotto. It was just $100, but, but am I supposed to tithe off? It's your produce. You need God to redeem that wicked money. <laughs> you went to Vegas and came up. You think that's all yours? No, you need to put that in God's hand. <laughs> Let him clean your money. shooting crabs on the corner, Pastor. I was breaking them fools. Run the Lord his money. Run it. Run it. Run it. And some of y'all, Pastor, you wrong. No, the Bible says that the wealth of the wicked is stored up. God bless your heart, friend. I hope and pray that you were blessed by this word the same way I was. Listen, I hope that right now you are considering what potential things in your life you've allowed to take precedence and priority over God. He's a jealous God. He ain't having it. And many times our lives are uh, direct consequences of the fact that we have put other gods before him. Listen, if you've been blessed by the podcast, you can do me a favor by helping me get the word out. Tell a friend about Free Indeed Fridays that there's a blessing, there's a word, there's good music, good laughs uh, that they can benefit from. Uh, Share the word about the podcast. Again, like I said, if you want Free Indeed merchandise, you're more than welcome to go by our website, free the letter ndministries.com. Finally, if you want to sow a seed into our ministry, we welcome that as well. Uh, You can sow that seed by cash apping, dollar sign, free, the letter N, deed ministries. That's dollar sign free, the letter N, deed ministry. Ain't nobody going to be mad about you sowing a seed. I promise you in Jesus name. I tell people everywhere I go, uh, Kayla and I, we started a United Negro College Fund. Uh, She united with this Negro. We got three boys we got to put through college and then we going to have some fun. So God bless you in advance for how you sow into our lives. Man, I'm going to give away these flowers and then I'm going to get on up out of chill. Give me my flowers. Wow. I still don't know how that song goes. 
I want to give flowers today to the Dr. Delvin Atchison, the pastor, senior pastor of the Westside Baptist Church in Louisville, Texas. Uh, Dr. Atchison has been an important figure, a staple in my life for almost 20 years. I'll never forget the first time I heard him preach. He was the evangelist for the St. John District Youth Revival. And he came in, and I can remember as a young man and a young preacher just kind of being enamored with his preaching gift his style was something different than what I had traditionally seen or experienced before, but I was super excited uh, to experience it. And as time went on, uh, God blessed me to connect with him on a personal and intimate level. And since that time, he's always treated me like a son. He's treated me like um, a father in the faith uh, would treat a son. And he's covered me in very various instances. Uh, most recently, well, about five years ago now, I wrote my first book, my first public writing, God Wants Me. And I reached out to Dr. Atchison and asked would he write the foreword and he immediately responded affirmatively. When I asked for a reference to get into school, he was Johnny on the spot. And so I just want to thank God for Dr. Atchison. Thank you, man. I love you, Pastor. There have been so many countless times he's talked me off the ledge, kept me in ministry, reached out to me, prayed for me, let, let me know that my gift and my input in the kingdom was necessary. So Dr. Atchison, take these flowers, man. Y'all, it's been another free indeed Friday podcast. It's the re-up, you heard. Anyway, before I let you go and get back to your day, uh, let me pray for you. Uh, again, I do hope and pray that the time that we've spent together, the content has been a blessing to your life. Let's look to the Lord. Most holy and righteous God, it is to you we give the glory. It is to you we give the praise. Lord, you've done so much for us. It's just appropriate that we pause for the cause. To bless your name. Thank you, Lord, for giving me this privilege, this opportunity for another free and Friday podcast. I hope and pray that it has been a blessing to some hearer. Lord God, in the name of Jesus, we confess that we're sinners. We're broken. We're faulty. Many times we have neglected to do what you've commanded us to do, and we ask your forgiveness. We throw ourselves on your mercy. Lord God, right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray that your word take deep root in our hearts as it pertains to our financial and material wealth in this world. Lord, don't allow us to place those things before you. Have us to place ultimate value on our walk and our relationship with you and to know that if we seek you first, Lord, your word promise that everything else would be added unto us. And so, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus, I pray a special prayer for the people of God that we get back to our first love, that we fall in love with you again and not the things of this world, that these things that come to distract us from the main thing, the most important important things. Help us to put them back in their proper place so that we can chase and pursue you with reckless abandon to change this dark and dismal world in these devastating times. Lord God, in the name of Jesus, we understand your word to be true, that if we don't pri prioritize properly, you will take those things from us. You will reimagine and realign our lives for us. And so, Lord, our desire is to live holy and righteous before you, according to your will, according to your word, in a way that pleases you, so that we can be the light of the world, the city set on a hill that cannot be hid. It's in the matchless name of Jesus Christ that I pray for each and every hearer. 
blessings and favor over their life. It cannot be any otherwise. In Jesus' name, amen, and thank God. Beloved, I want you to have a blessed weekend. I do hope and pray that the contents on this Free and D Friday podcast has been a blessing to you. It's been your boy, Pastor Free, Abundant Life Church Free and D Ministries. I love you, and there's nothing you could do about it. Ah, ha. <laughs> Forevermore, more. May Jesus go with you.